Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Welcome back in hour number two of the captain on a Friday. Not just it's just not a normal Friday. It's good sense Friday. Shout out to the Pillar Restaurant Group for providing our staff with sandwiches every Friday here in the office. Visit any of their Lincoln locations today. Once again, shout out to the Pillar Restaurant Group. Good sense Friday. Gotta love it. Huge thank you to Ramel Lloyd Jr., freshman point guard for Nebraska men's basketball, for stopping by as well. Make sure, I'm telling you folks, there's something in the air with Husker men's hoops. Whether it's the idea that they hired Adam Howard to be more of a defensive-minded guy, got you know decided to part ways with Matt Abdomasi, um, whatever it may be. The freshman class they're bringing in, the transfers, Emmanuel Bandumel from SMU, Ramel Lloyd Jr. from Sierra Canyon. Um, just really bright guys. Uh, really looking forward to watching them play, getting to know them over the next couple of months and, and hopefully years if they stick around. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. If you did miss any of the Ramel Lloyd Jr. conversation with myself, Rico, or Ramel, um, also known as the Boulder, he wants that nickname to take off. <laughs> if you missed any of it, it'll be on the podcast page. You can head back on the stream, which is another reminder. Subscribe. All of our videos will be podcasted there. Um, you can actually watch back the shows, watch the shows over again, or you can just head over to the podcast page, theticketfm.com, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line. Mouth of the South asks, Nick, who has a better chance, you or Rico, in a game of 21 against the Boulder, Ramel Lloyd Jr.? I have to be honest, I'm a two-handed shooter. I shoot basketballs two-handed. So with that in mind, I haven't seen Rico shoot hoops or anything. But with that in mind, who has a better chance against Ramel in, in 21, Rico? Oh, definitely not me. I don't shoot. So me? Probably. All I can do, I, I can just back down in the paint. That's all I can do. Thick list is thick list for a reason. I'm, I'm small. I'm not going to back anybody down. Uh, I might get lucky on a couple shots. You know, I, I got a, I got a good layup package. Man, uh, I can play defense, but again, he is six six. Yeah, and no, I no, played so, defense against my friends that were like six one, and like I could play defense against them. It was tough, but he's six six. So we 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 took a picture. We we we. 
we took a picture uh, after we got done with the the thing, and I was like, "All right, get over here, show how short I am." Because I'm goes, like five ten. He's like, "I'm not even one of the tallest." Yeah, so he like, goes, "I'm one of the short ones." I look up. I'm like, "Yeah, okay, man." I said, "Sir, <laughs> what what you talking about, Wills? What you, yeah, what you talking about, Wills?" So it sounds like I have the best chance in a game of 21 against the Boulder, but also the best chance is no chance. The Boulder. Um, he's going to be so – he's, he's gonna be he pissed. said that as a joke, and we're just going to keep <laughs> Here saying we go. it. The Boulder, Ramel Lloyd Jr. Ramel the Boulder Lloyd, Lloyd Jr. Jr. So, uh, you know, oh, as you know, his father, Ramel Rock Lloyd. He goes, the Boulder's just bigger and better. And I was like, man, come on now, yes. Ramel. Anyway. I'm cutting that out, and I'm tagging his dad. Yeah. OG Les Lancaster says, I have a party bus tonight. I'm 33, lost 100 pounds. Well, congratulations there. And now have the drinking tolerance of a toddler. Thoughts and prayers are ap- appreciated. Oof. OG, you can't say that you have a party bus and then talk about it with no invite. Yeah. Where's the invite? Where's the invite? Can I come on this party bus? I'm 21. I have the drinking tolerance of a toddler. No, I'm kidding. Hey. No, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, well. Here we go. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Starter Heyman text line. Hour number two. Hope you guys, if you're on your lunch break, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Starter Heyman video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all those good places. Uh, Chase B says this on the text line. Nick, I asked this question yesterday, but VJ was in the zone, and it didn't get read. But if Scott Frost doesn't do well this year and has a bad season and gets fired, is all this recruiting for nothing? That's interesting. Um, let's dive into that conversation a little bit. We'll go off off of uh, off the road a little bit here. So once again, Chase B asked, "Is all this recruiting basically, in in a nutshell, is all this recruiting that Nebraska staff is doing for nothing if Scott Frost gets fired?" And, and immediately, my reaction, without necessarily diving in to see who who guys' primary recruiters are, and see what you know the the five hundred mile radius. A lot of it, a lot of these guys are in state guys. So first off. They have five in-state commits right now. Five of them. Five of their 13 are from the state of Nebraska. So, right away, you would hope that especially the in-state guys, and this may be a problem to say, but you would hope the in-state guys are wanting to come play for Nebraska, right? There's always that that preconceived thought that, oh, guys just want to come to Nebraska because it's the home state. They grew up loving the team, and, and they're going to come to come and play for the Huskers if they can so there's there's that preconceived notion or thoughts, I suppose. And then second, when we look at the recruits that Nebraska has gotten recently, I, I do know some of the primary recruiters. Riley Van Poppel, despite him being an off, a, 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 a trenches guy, his primary recruiter was Brian Applewhite. Brian Applewhite has been using his connections in Texas extremely well. Dylan Rogers is one of those from Cypress, Texas, the linebacker commit that they just got a couple of days ago. Then you look, obviously, at the offensive side of the ball, and I don't need to be the one to tell you, Mickey Joseph is putting in work. Omarion Miller, Jaden Doss, Barry Jackson. I I pulled up Barry Jackson's film the other day and also an interview, and and Barry Jackson said that Mickey Joseph told him that he sees a little Jamar Chase in him. And if that doesn't excite Husker fans, I don't know what will. So with this thought, and I also think, I don't want to get too far down the discussion of what happens if Scott Frost gets fired, so I want to tread lightly here. But if that is to happen and Nebraska decides to make a change, 
I think a lot of it rides on who the, the replacement is is as well. And, and you would hope that the guys that you're bringing in would wait and see if the assistants are retained. Like, think about it. That is possible that if assistants are retained. It's also possible that if, like, for example, Lincoln Riley here. All right, let's just let's just do that. Lincoln Riley goes to a, a new school and brings all of his assistants with him. Let's say they recruited the guys that are committed in Nebraska. If relationships aren't as important as that we think they might be to some recruits and they truly want to play for Nebraska. And if there's an added bonus that let's say Lincoln Riley had already recruited them at his previous stop or ex coach had already recruited the guys at their previous stop. So they had developed a relationship prior to the new staff coming to Nebraska. I I think it's a toss up. I, I, I really do. I think a lot of it relies on the replacement, obviously. Because if you, if you replace your coach in-house, wherever you may be, you probably have a better chance of retaining the same staff. You probably have a, a, a better chance, a greater chance of retaining the same commitments. And, and I, I feel like, also, Nebraska, just win. Just win. That's the easiest way. I, I know it's cliche, but that is the easiest way for Nebraska to get the monkey off their back on this national perception that we're going to talk about here in a couple minutes. National perception of hot seat conversation. It would be great to walk into a season right now and say, all right, Nebraska, is it no way they get fewer than eight wins? But what, what what's it going to take to get to that point? It's, it's going to take wins, unfortunately. And I know that's cliche. I, I know it's cliche, and I don't like saying those those sayings, but man... Just need some wins. Needs to pile up some wins on it. Um, and I know there's a lot of speculation about who it could be, but like VJ says, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on VJ's back and, and agree with him here. Scott Frost is this coach, and that's a, probably a good segue into this. So Matt Masker talked to Robin Washington on Three dot com the other day, and if you guys check this out on On Three, it's it's one of the newer articles. Once again, Robin Washit wrote it. And Matt Masker, you might be saying, Nick, why why talk about Matt Masker? He's not going to be the starting quarterback. He's not in the conversation. Because Matt Masker has an interesting point of view on this whole thing. Matt Masker has a really inner, interesting point of view. And Tyler says, you just hyped up basketball to the max. Keep that same energy for football. Hey, Tyler, just you wait. You ready for this, Tyler? Let me pull up some of the quotes that Matt Masker said. Matt Masker, been with Nebraska football and Scott Frost since 2018. So since the start, he's seen it go from Troy Walters to Matt Lubick, now to Mark Whipple. He's seen Scott Frost run the offense. He's seen Adrian Martinez run the offense. He's seen the ins and outs of Husker football from the quarterback position. Barely played, barely played, but he's still here. So here we go. On three article by Robin Washett. Here's here's Matt Masker. Quote, he's definitely, on Scott Frost, quote, he's definitely taken a step back. And I think that's been really hard on him. As you know, he's been the offensive guy. I know it's been hard for him to step away, but that's what he agreed to and why he hired Coach Whipple. He agreed to, yeah, this is your show now. Yeah, I'm the head ball coach, but I need to bring in your offense. You need to be in command of it and run it. And Coach Whipple has done that. 
It's not to say, Robin Washett adds this, it's not to say that Frost isn't involved with the daily goings of Nebraska's new offense. Masker, who has played for Frost since 2018, said his head coach still spends plenty of time with the quarterbacks and oversees things from a big picture perspective. Big picture! Ding, ding, ding! Ding, 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 ding! Ring the bell! Big picture! CEO role! All the things that we said needed to have happen. According to Matt Masker, a guy that, and here's the thing, I would say if it was Casey Thompson speaking this or Chubba Purdy, I would take more of a hesitant approach because it's new guys to the fold, new guys to the program. They were picked by this staff, this offensive coordinator specifically, and of course they're going to say that, right? But Matt Masker's been here since 2018. He's been through the five and seven seasons. He's been through the the saying no to a bowl game, the four and eight season, then piggybacked by a three and nine season. He's been in the fold for all four years, and this is so he's seen this part. He adds on, as far as X's and O's installation, Masker said it's been Whipple's show from the start. He added, I'm sure that was the kind of the agreement when Coach Whipple came in. That's why he's here. Coach Whipple has proven to be a very successful coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Coach Frost is still involved, just not as much with X's and O's. Once again, ding, ding, ding. Ring the bell, win a prize. And so far in the offseason, from what we've heard from players, whether in studio here, whether in articles, or Matt Masker, and this is not a slight to Matt Masker, he just hasn't been the... He hasn't been the starter. He hasn't been in the conversation for to be a starter. But give kudos to him because he's stuck around, right? And we're hearing from him that Scott Frost has taken a step back. Now, once again, I, I'd say I, I would take a much more hesitant approach if it was Casey Thompson coming in and saying this. But that's where this, and give credit to Masker for, for kind of being more open about this. And telling the, I mean, saying that, yeah, my coach has not been involved a whole lot with us specifically, and that's okay. And he admits, once again, this is a really telling and interesting quote for me. It's his first one. From what Masker C has seen, a major adjustment from Frost's previous head coaching career is stepping back and turning all the day-to-day operations over to his new offensive coordinator. Quote, he's definitely taken a step back, and I think that's been really hard for him. Going back to like what I've said previously in previous months, is I sit here and I go, the whole thing with Scott Frost, it's never been a question of effort. You, you look back at these four years with Scott Frost, and nobody at, at any point has said Scott Frost isn't trying. Scott Frost is not trying hard enough. Nobody's ever said that. And if you have, watch the film, understand Scott Frost. Because nobody has ever said or should have said that Scott Frost isn't trying. It hasn't worked, number one, first and foremost. And maybe what Scott Frost tries might not be the brightest thing to do or the right thing to do. But all I'm saying, guys... If you ask Husker Nation at the end of last season, what are some things that needed to change? 
we were all, and rarely Husker Nation is all on the same page, especially when it comes to football, right? And that's okay. That what makes that's what makes the passion in this fan base such so great. Is you sat back and you said, "Here are a couple things that needed to change: special teams, Scott Frost taking a CEO approach, and quarterback play needs to limit the turnovers." Now, two of those three we won't know until the season, and you could argue probably all three we won't know fully. But in the off in, in the off season here in July, this is what this is the greatest bit of news that we've gotten from a program standpoint. Matt Masker, the gosh fourth string, fifth string quarterback, fourth string probably he's probably in front of Richard Torres, the true freshman who's coming off an injury. Matt Masker saying that Scott Frost, after four years, has been taking a step back, and it's been really hard on him. As you know, he's been the offensive guy. I know it's been hard for him to step away, but that's what he agreed to and why he hired Coach Whipple. All this is coming to fruition. Now, the the part of of waiting and seeing if it's going to transition on to the field for success that we can't we don't know those answers and we can't find those answers on July 8th. And frankly, we can't find those answers until the middle of the season when we have a reasonable sample size. And so unfortunately, this is the best thing that we've gotten, but also fortunately this is the best thing we've gotten if that makes sense, because you want more. You want more information. You're just ready to see it. And unfortunately, we're 50 days away. We're 50 days away from August 27th and in Dublin. But gee whiz, folks, if, if this is true, this whole thing, this whole offense is going to look dramatically different. Dramatically. And you expected it to. You, you were thinking it was going to when you, just, when you bring in all this new personnel and the, all the new coaches. But you can't deny, as a Husker fan, and what we have all gone through in the past four years, you can't deny that there was a level of doubt. Even if you were telling yourself, and even though you were high on the Kool-Aid. And that's okay to be. That's okay to be high on the Kool-Aid. Drinking, a, drinking gallons of it. It's okay. Because it's the off-season, that's what we do in the off-season. But you can't deny that there was maybe a level of doubt or just an, a little sliver of doubt of, well, is Scott really going to give it back, give it all the way to, to Mark Whipple? Is he really going to hand over the keys to the car? Sounds like, it, according to Matt Masker, yeah. Here we go. It's time to roll. Um, Gus says this, I think Frost got too involved in trying to develop Amart. And that never came to fruition. You know who I'm going to blame, but kudos to Frost to try something completely different. And, and yes, kudos to Frost, but also, and I and I mean this in the most polite way possible, it's about time. Like, we, we can't sit here and go, yeah, finally after year four, on, on a change that probably should have made, been made in year two. But I'm I'm choosing to look at here we are we can't do anything about the previous four years. What you can do is how you how you change the day to day op or operations today, in present time. And here we go. I guess it's it's finally here. But once again, it goes back to what I said in the first hour. They don't have the luxury of time, unfortunately. And so there's that's why there's so many points. Of, and I'll ask Sip this later at one thirty when I talk to him. 
but it's going to be interesting to see how quick the staff, these new guys are, knowing that they don't have the luxury of time, they don't have a luxury of, of experimenting with, with certain personnel. How quick are they to pull guys? How quick are they to make changes at quarterback, at offensive line? Like, think about the offensive line and all the question marks now with Newely being ineligible for the, the 2022 season when that was one of your, your certainties this season. Think about all the, off, uh, the, the question marks there. How quick are they to pull a guy or try something new? It's, it's truly fascinating in the position that Nebraska's in right now. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Um, Chase B says, the people who say Scott Frost isn't trying just watch the clip of him losing his mind at the end of a Wisconsin game. There's a lot of instances that we can point to and say that he's he's trying, right, and we can prove it. Um, and going back to what Gus said, I think this might be also, if we want to not speculate necessarily, but just a thought that I might have had over the last couple years in Gus saying, I think Frost got too involved in trying to develop Amart. I think part of it is is Frost may have just been too obsessed with this whole thing. So much so that it hurt him. That it's hurt him, you could argue. And that's why, going back to Matt Masker's comments, saying he's definitely taken a step back and I think that's been really hard for him. That second part, hard for him to take a step back, I think it just shows that this last couple years he's been he's been trying so hard to make wholesale changes and I guess wholesale changes could be um whether that's offensive coordinator whether that's relying on Adrian Martinez for everything what however you want to take that I guess or just his approach that he wants to be hands on with every single bit of this whole program Like, I think it's okay that he was over-trying, trying too hard. But there were there were times where you could sit back and go, maybe he's too obsessed and that's actually hurt him in the end. I don't know. It's open for discussion. 402-464-5685. A lot of good reaction on the text line. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Um, Here we go. President of the Tom Petty Sex Club. You know, maybe Scott Frost has taken more of a CEO role, but my biggest concern is what happens when there's a minute and 13 seconds left in Nebraska's go, go-to go drive 60 yards to get into field goal range. Is he going to put his hands back on Whipple's offense? Bingo. President of the Tom Petty Sucks Club. I think that's interesting. And, and we could even go back farther. What happens when Nebraska has fewer than 20 rushing yards in the second quarter and they're down by a touchdown close to halftime. What happens? What happens when Nebraska's down 10 early in the third quarter? Right? In the, in the middle of a Big Ten game in November. Is he going to trust Whipple? That's where this whole thing goes back to. It's, it's just truly fascinating. Because there's so many unknowns that we're not going to get the answer to until week three. Or... Not until the end of the season when we can talk to Scott Frost after the Iowa game and go, all right, so who was who was calling plays for the bulk of the season? And we'll know if he sits if anything's truly changed when he sits there and says, Well, Mark Whipple, Coach Whipple had it, Coach Whip had it, or 
if it's the same kind of narrative that it was with Matt Lubick and it was, yeah, it was a little bit of Lubick, a little bit of me. That's when we'll find out. We're not gonna we're probably not gonna find out answers during the season, unfortunately. Just truly fascinating. I think it I think it means a lot coming from Matt Masker more than anyone. And once again, that's not a slight to, to Matt or anything like that, but I will take it a little, little heavier or a little more serious if it was Matt Masker rather than Casey Thompson, who, once again, no offense to him, just got here a couple months ago and was handpicked by this offensive coordinator. But Matt Masker has an, has an interesting perspective on this, being front here from since 2018 and seeing this thing from the start. So I think it's pretty interesting all the way through. Once again, you can catch that article at um, the at on3.com. Uh, however, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll dive into this a little bit more. Alexander Great, Hammond Beans, Gus, UNL student Cole, Chase B, Tyler. We'll get to all your guys' texts coming up in a couple minutes. You're listening to Captain Overshawn Jackson. It's a good sense Friday. Hope you're enjoying your lunch break on a Friday afternoon, almost to the weekend. We'll be right back on The Captain, sponsored by Wingstop. Wingstop. 